just read the topic of the week and was reminded that Anu still has comments. So um, I'm going to wash that out of my mouth. So we're talking about gatherings and what we like and don't like. And well, or maybe to put it a different way, what could be better and what could be worse? I am Max Rez for people who haven't heard my voice on this program. And I'm here with Bugs. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, I will stand in for everyone and greet you. Um, <laughs> so this topic of the week is referencing the recent radical health convergence. I can't remember the exact title. I'm sorry if you're listening, but I I heard it was good, but I don't have a report back. Neither of us have a report back for this event. So we're going to be talking about something, well, related in the sense that it is an event, um, at least one of them. We both recently attended, I don't know if this is bad OPSEC, but we both recently attended the Montreal Anarchist Book Fair. I really like that event, and I guess we'll we'll just chat about it. Do you have any constructive feedback, I guess? I, we can start with what you liked about it. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time ever going to the Montreal Book Fair, and kind of my first book fair in quite a while. So, I mean, I think I enjoyed what I think most people enjoy about it. Um, which is seeing other people and like being in a in a place with other folks who call themselves anarchists and might have something interesting going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something that I really, it's hard to beat Montreal in terms of size. I feel like New York is the probably a close second for me, at least in a, a way that I is accessible. It's not so far from me, but, and it's also quite large, but Montreal really is, I think, the biggest on, uh, well, quote unquote, North, North America, this continent. So I similarly, I've been there a few times and each time has been a blast. I have made friends and ever since I went my first time, I get to see them every time. I also meet new people. <laughs> I, I don't know if you had this experience because it was your first time there, but I feel like when I table... Well, when we, myself and my partner table, we meet these people who are just like book fair people, like familiar faces. And I'm like, oh man, I see you a few times a year in various parts of uh, whatever, North America. Right. Like other people doing distro projects or selling books or whatever. Or people who are just like there to mingle and maybe buy something from us or at least chat with us, which whatever, it's very wholesome. And I don't know... If there's anything particular about Montreal that helps facilitate that, but I think that maybe it's just incidental to spaces like book fairs that you just tend to run into familiar faces when you are at enough of them. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you and I had sort of uh, similar but different experiences because you were tabling and I was not. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, I think, like I've heard this from people who table a lot. Or, or I've heard people talk about what you're talking about and they all table. But I think <laughs> going going to this is a, a 
<laughs> a consumer, if you will, or an attendee or whatever. <laughs> like I was lucky in that I had connections in the city um, and people, I'm an internet person. So I was meeting other internet people mm. because of the internet, but I could almost picture going and, and kind of having this like exciting or maybe overwhelming or scary experience of like, whoa, who are all these people? <laughs> what the hell? What do I say? What do I do? Which I think was kind of my first experience with a book fair. But then you talk to somebody like yourself and get like this exciting insight. And now everything's amazing or, or everything's terrible. And that feels amazing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess that's one of the advantages of tabling, I guess, is that it's kind of like that first little push of social interaction is made easier by the fact that, I mean, it's funny because it's being, we sell things. So it's uh, being facilitated by this relationship of maybe you're interested in stuff on my table that you would like to purchase, but now we can talk about things or maybe you're not going to buy anything at all. But I feel like I've had similar experiences for better or for worse, whatever consumption is complicated, but you think about places like uh, board game nights or that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, we're all gathered here because we have this interest that is very particular, but it, the social putty has been massaged by the fact that we all share this interest. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, after um, coming back from this, I sort of decided that I'm going to table if I attend a book fair now. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was sort of driven by, I mean, related to what I was just saying, like, you know, two two full days uh, as as an attendee, I was kind of running out of things to do. Like after my fifth lap of each building and you know the third time saying hey what's up to the the people i've i've met <laughs> i kind of yeah ran out of things to do or something but also i guess that kind of bleeds into the not my criticism of the book fair but less enthusiastic retrospective on it was like the workshops were not super exciting did you, did you attend any i i will admit that i did not i I feel like maybe I should have. There were some that I was interested in, but such is the life of a few person project. You, it's hard to get, it's hard. You have to make an extra effort. Mm -hmm. uh, did you actually attend any of the speaking events or workshops? Yeah, I went to a few um, and they were, they were like good. Um, I, I watched or I listened to somebody, the person who wrote the occult features of anarchism um uh, i sort of kept coming in and out of that one walking past and sitting down for a little while and that was really good if maybe a little scattered i think the the author had so much ground they wanted to cover much like that book if you've read it mm -hmm. um and you know i was again leaving and coming back so i was already lost in the context but it, it yeah it felt like there was a lot going on did you get the sense i mean you attended some workshops to some extent did nothing catch your interest were you just not impressed by what was being offered do you enjoy workshops as a thing or are you not so into them yeah i mean if it's if it's something interesting i do like a workshop like i like to learn new things or talk hmm. about something exciting i guess maybe for me it felt like covering a lot of the same ground over and over again uh mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've been to a handful of OPSEC workshops and 
I went to one at this book fair about crossing the border, which had some really interesting tidbits. But then there's also the people who just want to ask about like what the cops can see on GPS and how does <laughs> work and stuff. And it's like, maybe that's interesting, but then, you know, or for them, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I mean, again, I'm kind of, <laughs> it's been a while since I've attended a workshop at a, an event, but I feel like they can tend towards turning into Anarchy 101 in some form, which, mm -hmm. you know, is okay because there are people who need to hear that. I was definitely one of those people at some point. I, I don't mean mm -hmm. to sound high-handed here, but mm -hmm. I agree with the idea that those kinds of spaces, because I think there's a push to be accessible and it's, you know, a workshop that is very accessible to all comers. I feel like maybe a lot of the people who are very excited about like sitting down and hearing someone speak to them may be newer people or people who are there for that specific purpose of being like, all right, I want to hear about this thing, which, you know, all, all well and good. But I, I was actually talking with a friend at Montreal about how maybe in addition to the Anarchy 101 workshop, the perennial Anarchy 101 workshop, there could be like an Anarchy 201 workshop, <laughs> which is, it seems like an interesting idea. I think that that could be like a fun space to get beyond the, the workshop that happens every year. Yeah, which it did this year as well, I think. Mm -hmm. I forget who put that one on. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, no, and I didn't attend it. I heard that a bunch of people who, I mean, this is hearsay, but I had heard that there were people there who were basically just there to fact check the presenters about the <laughs> facts that they were giving, um, which sounds kind of funny. I, again, it's just this sort of like, I don't know, old boys, old people's club of, again, people who probably see each other all the time and are just there to bust each other's balls figuratively. Yeah. I don't know. Do I have constructive feedback? Were there things I didn't care for about it? No, not really. I mean, I guess this is complicated because this is part of the prompt. I was happy. I feel like as a tabler, Montreal has been great every year. The people there are wonderful. I really appreciate the fact that they have outdoor space for people so that if you don't want to sweat it out in a room, especially with stuff going around still, you have the option of being outside. That's great. And you don't find that everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I was going to make this a compliment sandwich or something, but I have no middle. Hey, let, let me try to dig up something. Well, actually, we can riff on this. Did you read that uh, spicy zine that was or provocative zine that was going around uh why is tarot not allowed at the montreal anarchist book fair yeah i did only after coming or like on my way home i, I read it but i don't think it would have changed much reading it before yeah i read it and i read it after the fact i, I know that the book fair has a cultural appropriation policy this is something that I was aware of the first time I went there. I felt like that zine was fine. It made some points that were kind of Anarchy 101 points about cultural appropriation. I learned a little about tarot and the history of tarot. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't have a strong opinion about a cultural appropriation policy. I think that the idea that it's a space 
or that people are being intentional about creating a space where you might get yelled at for having a mohawk or like white guy dreads is a little complicated. And that, that zine says that too. I don't know. I, I haven't seen any confrontations about this or anything like that. So I can't really say how that plays out. I would say as someone without a mohawk or dreads, I've never been talked to about my appearance or what cultures I may or may not be appropriating. What what did you think about this zine or the idea of having a policy about cultural appropriation? Yeah, I I, I quite appreciated the the piece if if only that it added sort of some like like spicy hot sauce to the weekend. Um mm-hmm otherwise pretty like tame and mm-hmm. not bland but uh familiar or something mm-hmm. um i was having a conversation with somebody during the book fair uh about their official language policy which i think is sort of a similar it lives in familiar like similar ground to that and not to misrepresent that conversation but the the gist of it was that what's the point of providing an official language well you have people there that you guarantee will be able to speak and interpret that language and whatever. But for the most part, the book fair, even though their official language is in English and French, like everybody was speaking English, mm-hmm. uh, is acting out kind of broader patterns in the in the milieu or whatever, the anarchist space. But like also kind of happens organically because that's what people can communicate with. And I saw people who you know, we're being translated to just not by the book fair attendees, just by, you know, whoever. So with with the cultural appropriation policy, I guess the question I have to ask, which I think the, the zine does as well, is like, why why is this an official policy? Are you designating people who are going to enforce this? Are you just trying to use leverage social pressure to meet your ends? Or is this just like a, them just asking nicely? And the zine, I think, makes the point that like, these things can already be acted out by knowledgeable people who are just attending. Like you don't necessarily need an official policy on on white dreads or or tarot because if somebody knows about the history of tarot or or has a problem with your white dreads, they're going to say it regardless of the policy of the book fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's and I, I think that point is salient and it stands. Um, I think that. The answer that I could think of is it's kind of like having a safe space policy with all like, which is also fraught. Like it's also uh, something that has been very critiqued. It was very critiqued um, like a decade ago <laughs> um, that there are a bunch of essays that came out about why, why are we have, why do we have safe space policies or doesn't this create an expectation of a space that doesn't actually exist? That kind of thing. And again, I think that those points were salient. I think they stood. I, I think that trying to come up with an answer to why have a cultural appropriation thing that is reasonable. I mean, to put it charitably, maybe they're just trying to put the idea out there that it's not going to be like you're going to be talked to. It's just that you should be expected to be confronted about this. But, you know, and again, it, that feels, as someone who doesn't live in Montreal or in Canada, I who is not part of that scene, maybe there's a, I mean, it clearly there's a context there that I am not a part of because that's mm-hmm. why this zine was written. Because this is a person who is part of that milieu 
who has a different experience of it than other people in that milieu. I can't think of an event that I have been to. Yeah, I can't think of an event that I've been to in uh, so-called the United States of America that has had a similar policy. Although certainly I've been to places that have safe space or safer space policies. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it's like the, the white guy dreads thing is obviously low hanging fruit. That seems kind mm-hmm. of ridiculous or stupid to me, a white guy without dreads. But I, yeah, so I, I don't know. It seems like it's already making space for something that I'm like, well, this isn't something I really care about. And if someone were to come up to me and be like, hey, man, you have a mohawk and that's cultural appropriation, I would probably not be very receptive to them. Uh, If I I didn't already know this person and care about their feelings, uh, I would probably be kind of annoyed. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Theoretically, having policies like that can help make people aware that it may be an issue to some people. But I agree with whatever. This is a long way of saying that I agree with the point that you're making and the point that the zine makes. I also appreciated the fact that the zine didn't fall back on a lot of uh, familiar writings. Uh, Even if I found it kind of whatever, I appreciated the fact that it wasn't just the same, like against identity politics and et cetera. Like all of these like old canards that have been going around in anarchy land for uh, again, like the better part of a decade. Yeah. Is there anything else to say about Montreal? Do you have any other opinions about other events that you've been to? Obviously, I've been to a lot of book fairs and other things. There was a an event in Philly that happened somewhat recently, which was not a intentionally not a book fair. It was a, a weekend of presentations and experiences, and there was tabling, but people were not calling it a book fair. It was more focused on things like I guess the the presentations and other quote-unquote fun things were the things that were supposed to take center stage and then the tabling was kind of a peripheral what what kind of fun things like activities you mean yeah there were some activities um, which there were in Montreal too I, I definitely saw in Montreal a line of people who were doing like a silly dance uh I think they were supposed to be expressing their emotions with their bodies um, yeah, I, I don't know if you went to that workshop, but um, no, a friend of mine did. Okay. Okay. So that's, I saw that. And I would say that some of that was in happening at this uh, recent event too. Uh, you know, there were like games, like tag and stuff like that. There were also presentations like a science fair where people made up build like little boards and presented about a topic in a a standing presentation kind of way. It was an interesting way to try to do something different. It, I think, falls into a kind of similar territory as what you were saying before about the nature of workshops. Even when you don't call it a workshop, I feel like that cultural space can feel samey, even if you're, you know, it's just like, you're not saying the word, but the word is present in what it is. Sure. But I, you know, whatever it's a, it was, it was an interesting event. I, I, I don't have any particular complaints about it, obviously. I don't know if you had any thoughts about other things or events that could happen that are not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I was just asking myself, like, what would I, what more could I ask for? And I, 
I mean, I couldn't think of anything else. Oh, actually, I, I guess I didn't actually attend this, but there was uh, a rave and a, a few punk shows. Like the rave, I think, was directly associated with the book fair. It was called the Scammerkist Crook Fair. Um, <laughs> and I heard it was a lot of fun, which, yeah, wasn't workshop dancing. I, I imagine it was a lot of people you know, sweaty. I, I heard it was kind of a small space, so close together and uh, boogieing. Yeah, I I didn't attend that either. I mean, I, I appreciate that the space was made. I, I hope that it wasn't, I mean, or, I mean, people can go for whatever they want. I would say that the reason I avoid those spaces is that it is kind of just like a party, which I don't go to anyway. <laughs> um, I... I know people enjoy those spaces. It's just like, I'd rather talk with my friends without the loud music and drinking, but I'm glad that people enjoyed themselves and I appreciate that people put it on. Yeah, likewise. Wasn't wasn't for me, I, I was jet lagged, so I went to bed quite early. <laughs> oh, sh- sure, sure. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I agree. It's hard to think, well, what else could be there? What else could there be? Um, I mean, we've got the book fairs and we've got uh, sporadic, actions and impromptu writing and then we have all the stuff that we don't talk about but talking about events i don't know i mean i appreciate book fairs as a constant it's interesting to me i don't know where where is the where we were talking at the head of this about the creation of social space in a mass way in a general way where you have bunches of people who come together and I appreciate that that happens. I found similar value as a younger anarchist in summit hopping and going to these kinds of larger scale events where half the fun was just getting to see people, getting to see all your friends. And it was actually maybe better than what you actually did in terms of whatever, causing trouble for whatever thing you were protesting. But I feel like book fairs kind of occupy that social space now. Sure. Yeah, I, actually, I guess one one thing that's notable about this for me and maybe for other people who attended is it's kind of the first big thing after COVID that I've been to. Mm. I know that they held one last year too, but I think this one was better attended, you know, anecdotally. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's kind of an encouraging or, or terrifying sign, depending on who you are. Uh, <laughs> like maybe maybe more things like summit hopping or, you know, interesting events where we can get together and talk about things or do things will start happening again soon. It seems mm-hmm. like uh, there's a bit of a lull there for some reason. Yeah, for sure. Uh you know, a three-year undefined lull. <laughs> um, I think something was going around. <laughs> I, I I will say I appreciate that the topic of the week uh, mentions mask requirements because I appreciate, this is another uh, rose for the Montreal Anarchist Book Fair that they have a masking policy still. Um, they ask you to mask inside. And, you know, they don't, I don't know. You're not, you're not necessarily going to get confronted about not wearing a mask, but I appreciate that they are intentional about this because it's still a thing. And I like that, for example, the New York Anarchist Book Fair happened outside again this past year, and I hope will happen outside again this year because, this, I mean, not only is there not 
a worry about transmission of COVID or less of a worry, but also it's just nice to do stuff outside. Like it's, I mean, you got to bring your own shade and prepare for the heat, et cetera, but it's nice not to just be cooped up in uh, an indoor space that's full of teeming with other people. Sure. Actually, funny you mentioned uh, masking. I actually, I, I was confronted about not wearing a mask. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything major. It was sort of like, hey, we're asking people to mask. Mm -hmm. And I, I have no problem wearing one. It was just that, um, like, in my, my, the place I live, people haven't been wearing masks for, you know, probably longer than they should, you know, three or four years now. I don't know if some people never did, but mm -hmm. um, whether or not that's, that's right, or, like a good choice or wise for, for spreading it is another matter, but it's not been a concern of mine for a while. And so I just, it's absentmindedly walked into the building without one on and somebody pulled me aside and said, Hey, put one on. <laughs> But sure. oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, sure. I will. Yeah, yeah. I um feel like that is true of many spaces, anarchist or not, where I am as well. I mean, I appreciate that these kinds of events are conscientious about it. It's obviously contentious for some people and probably will be contentious for more people the more time goes on but you know and this is something that i appreciate about holding an event um, as someone who has put on events as someone who's attended events actually running them is always going to be a contentious thing no matter what you try to do you know and i i think that whatever policy you have some people are going to be unhappy if you'll remember the unsafe space policy uh, at the Green Scare Anarchist Book Fair, the inaugural yeah. inaugural one. You know, this idea of, well, like, it's still a policy. Our policy is no policy, but it is still a policy. It creates expectations of the space saying, like, we're not going to touch your how you're acting or we don't have a mask policy creates an expectation in a similar sense, I think. Regard I mean, depending on how it's enforced, that's a different issue, but it still creates certain expectations about the space that you're creating. So again, yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that there are people who put who are putting on events and get a ton of shit from, I mean, the, the disagreement in Montreal over identity politics or cultural appropriation feels a bit friendlier than, for example, the very brutal conflicts in England that I don't know if you've have been on your radar at all. No, How, not at all. Oh yeah. There was a, uh, we don't need to get too into it. Cause I am, this is, this is all secondhand, but I think it was the London anarchist book fair actually folded because there was a huge kerfuffle inner kerfuffle in the London anarchist scene because there were a bunch of turfs who were, also considered themselves anarchists or wanted to be in that space. And they were like having to navigate this really unpleasant and terrible social scene where, you know, TERFs did what TERFs do, which is they started driving a wedge about gender and gendered spaces. And it just like 
It was brutal enough that the book fair just like totally collapsed. Uh, wow. Very unpleasant seeming. Yeah, sabotage. Yeah. Yeah, and just whatever, taking advantage of people who have bad opinions or un like unthought through opinions about some of the shit where they'll just be like, oh yeah, like having safe spaces for women sounds like a great idea. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just oh. reading one of their 50 emails in the shared inbox and saying, yeah, sounds great. Send. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, so I, I would say that uh, for the conversation today, uh, if you've heard criticism about an event that you've run, that I appreciate the general, I appreciate the fact that the people who are listening, there are some people who put effort into creating something and that's always going to put you in the crosshairs either. Eh, well, I mean, you don't use crosshairs for good, but uh, you know, you're, you're going to get some praise, but you're also going to get some negative feedback as well. So uh, take all of this with as much salt as you want. I, again, I appreciate you probably. Yeah. I should also say like, I was thoroughly re-enchanted with, uh, events and being around other anarchists again because of this so whether or not yeah whether or not i had criticism of it i'm I'm grateful exactly uh any any parting shots anything that we haven't covered here no just more better lots or better or worse but more yeah and hopefully i agree with you that hopefully now that uh covid has somewhat abated uh, maybe we'll be seeing more people doing more things and I look forward to seeing uh, some of your bright shining faces at those things well thank you for joining me Bugs uh, thank you for having a conversation with me yeah thank you as well Thank you.